This is the Eric Ames Show on Tennessee Sports Radio and TNSportsRadio.com. Welcome back here to the Eric Ames Show on Tennessee Sports Radio and TNSportsRadio.com. We've got a very special guest out here with us at Mortgage Investors Group out here in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Oak Ridge High School football coach once again, Coach Joe Gaddis. Coach Gaddis, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great. I we really appreciate you coming out here. You got uh, myself uh, and uh, Seth Stokes is our producer. He's on here uh, as well with us right now. Um, let's start off. Let's let's jump. Let's date back. We got the year wrong. <laughs> well, I it, don't was, it was the '91 state championship. We said '92. Yeah, so, guys on the '91 team would be upset about that. Yeah, they would be very upset about that. So, so the '91 state championship uh, at, here in Oak Ridge. You coached here for 11 years. Talk about your first tenure here with Oak Ridge before we get to where you've been uh, and where you're at now. Uh, it was great. Uh, never been. T- I'd heard about Oak Ridge growing up, and uh, even as a coach before I came here, I was in Tullahoma and uh, heard all the legends, all the stories. But being here was, was even more special than all the things that I had heard. The fan support was outstanding. Uh, we were fortunate enough to win a lot of games, won a state championship in 91, and we competed for some championships. Uh, we went to the semifinals three or four other times. So had a lot of success, uh, had great players, great coaches, and the best fans in the world. So uh, really loved my, my 11 years here. And it was 88 to 98. Yes. That you were here uh, at Oak Ridge as the, the varsity head football coach. Right. Okay. So, so we got so so you, you do that in '98. You leave now, 2013. You've been coaching the whole time. Uh, what 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 have you been doing in between your stints here at Oak Ridge? The 14 years in in the period between my two stints here, um, I've really gone to places and re- and sought out uh, places that were kind of down. I, I kind of have a passion for trying to turn programs around, rebuild them, whatever the case is. And I was in Mississippi, Pascagoula, for a couple of years, uh, Decatur, Alabama, uh, even coached in Lexington, North Carolina, Henry County, uh, Paris, Tennessee, loved it there, and just left uh, Peabody High School in Trenton, which is a great, great place, and probably would have stayed there uh, the rest of my career had it not been for this one job because I was really happy there. Loved, loved Trenton, yep. uh, but I, I absolutely love it here, and this is kind of home to me, so uh, the opportunity to come back was, was too hard to pass up. Well, which, which leads me into, and again, we're talking, if you're just joining us here on the app, uh, Oak Ridge uh, High School football coach Joe Gaddis is joining us, which leads me into the... You started in 88 here in East Tennessee at Oak Ridge. Now it's 2013, and you've been all over the southeast coaching. What's the big, some of the biggest changes? Because I talk about it all the time uh, with recruiting, and we've talked about it earlier in the show. Texas A&M is adding 20,000 seats to Kyle Field, which is unbelievable recruiting tool in the state of Texas now because now they're not little brother because they play in the Southeastern Conference. And they have 102 plus in their stadium. Now Mac Brown and Texas have an even harder job in out recruiting Texas A&M because of because of these things like stadium size and because of because of Twitter and social media and pop culture. And how have you seen that change a little bit uh, with the offenses people run? I mean, just talk a little bit about 88 to now. I mean, being involved in high school football. I mean, you've probably seen. I was two when you when yeah, I was five when you won a, a, a state championship here in Oak Ridge. So you know, talk a little bit about the, that that change just from the '80s through now with high school football. Well, back to what you were saying about college football. A lot of changes in uh, in the old days. Michigan, Tennessee had the big stadiums, and now you know a lot of people have them. Uh, high school football has has definitely changed from from the recruiting that you mentioned uh, to the style of offenses, and 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 then because of the offensive changes as, as they've tried to emulate college offenses. Um, you've had to defend people differently. So the game has changed a little bit. It still goes back to the basics, but uh, the, the philosophical changes have been dramatic, uh, especially on the offensive side. Yeah, and we're talking with Joe Gaddis right now, Oak Ridge High School football coach, and that's one of the things that I've seen even in my even in my 2000 to 2003 playing high school football, coming to Tennessee, uh, short period of time in the NFL, and you know 2010, I'm done playing football, and and that th- and from from then to now, I mean, that's when all this stuff has started coming out about concussions and how to tackle properly, and you know the changing of the rules and 
And one of the things that, that a lot of people have a hard time with in football is the game is getting softer, is what a lot of people would say. And I would, I would agree with it. I mean, whether it's the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, that's the argument. But if you look at the way football used to be played and the kind of guys that were great, you know, the Lawrence Taylors, you know, the... The Ray Lou, you know James Harrison with the Steelers. You know the the I mean, you go through some of the some of these guys that are having a hard time now even playing in the NFL because you know Ed Reed. You know Ed Reed has he's had to change the way he plays the game. Right. Um, Andrew, there we go. Uh, obviously, Seth, are we good? Yeah, you're good. Obviously, you know looking looking at the the pop culture and the recruiting and all that, and that's something I do want to talk to you about, the recruiting and how that's changed. But actual football has changed. What what do you think is the thing that will never change? I mean, what, what's never going to change about football? I mean, blocking, tackling, I mean, what's... The way you tackle, you get a 15-yard penalty. You used to not get kicked out of the game. Now you get kicked out of the game. Now you know, If you hit the quarterback too hard, even if it's legal, you're getting 15 yards. I mean, as someone who's seen that change and been a part of the of football for that long, what's your opinion on it? Well, you know, NFL football obviously has become a little less brutal with, with rule changes because they're so big and strong and could go so fast. That, oh, uh, tell me about it. You know, it's, uh, it's, it was pretty brutal before the changes, and it's still pretty rugged, pretty tough. The same in college. High school has changed some. Uh, you know, we, we have to be careful. Uh, not to lead with our heads. I remember when I was playing high school football back in the 60s, they would tell you, you oh, yeah. to lead with your head, yeah. get your head in there, get your face in there, and you have to really do the opposite now. The game, really at the high school level, I don't think has changed that much in how we coach and teach it, but that's a big point of emphasis that we have to, to, to point out is, is what to do with your head and tackling and blocking drills and so forth. Uh, and, Just and with all the concussion exactly. stuff that's coming out, and right. that's the last thing you want is anyone... Uh, on any team getting hurt. I mean, we always used to, we always used to joke about it. We want you know you, the defensive guys. You know, I'm, I'm dating back to you know some of the guys that I played with, and you know we had a uh, coach Jones had Al Wilson, myself, and Charlie Anderson speak to the seniors the other day uh, on the football team, right. and, and you hear some of these guys talk that are you know some of the nastier, better defensive-minded guys, and the way they always used to talk was, yeah, absolutely, I'm trying to hurt people, but just for that game, you know, the good ones don't want to tear someone's ACL, they just want to hit them so hard that they don't want to come back in the game, and that, to me, is what can't change about football, you know, you you can change, you know, head up, head down, you can change where you hit them, high, low, you can change all that kind of stuff, but the mentality of, I want to hit you so hard, over and over and over again. I want to, you know, impose my will over and over and over again that you don't want to come back out here. There, there's no doubt that that's never going to change at any level. We want to, you know, you want to intimidate people. Uh, you want to overwhelm them physically if you can, and you want to, to basically take charge of that game from a physical perspective. If you can do that, uh, you're gonna you're gonna come out on top most times. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's 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 what. I, so that's you know, I kind of I can kind of sense that about you. Got it, that kind of old school mentality uh, of a football coach, which is what we're going to get into at the next break, is what's going to be different for the Oak Ridge High School football fan that's out here, that's you know coming out here to see you today or, or, or whatever, what have you. What'll be different about a Joe Gaddis 2013 team than it was from '88 to '98? What kind of changes can they see without getting into your system too much? Obviously, we don't want to give away any any trick plays or anything like that. But uh, Seth, we'll we'll hit a break right here. This is the Eric Gaines Show. Coach Joe Gaddis from Oak Ridge High School is out here joining us at Mortgage Investors Group. We'll be right back. Such a sweet young thing, why you do this to yourself? She looked at me and this is what she said. Football, basketball, baseball, sports with balls. Tennessee Sports Radio and TNSportsRadio.com. If you're ready for the rush, the challenge of the fight, and the sweet taste of victory, I want you on my team. I am a combat rough scout at Battlefield Knoxville, where we bring the game to life. Have you got what it takes to win? 
Battlefield Knoxville puts you in the middle of the action. 30,000 square feet of urban-themed combat area. The weapon of your choice, from pistols to sniper rifles. Admissions to suit your skills, from deathmatch to capture the flag. Battlefield Knoxville also offers video gaming on their huge flat screens, including Halo, Call of Duty, and NCAA Football 2013. Awesome for team building, birthday parties, bachelor parties, and more. Battlefield Knoxville Indoor Combat and Gaming Center. Book your next epic win today. 865-257-62. In the Home Depot Shopping Center on Kingston Pike. Open seven days a week. Follow Battlefield Knoxville on Facebook for all the action. annual percentage yield and get free ATM fee refunds with CNB's free rewards checking. No minimum balance required. You'll earn more money with a free rewards checking account from CNB than you can earn by keeping it in the savings account or CD. Move your money to Citizens National Bank and start earning the interest you deserve. Call 453-9031 or visit cnbtn.com for details. your home phone costing you too much? Did you know that Verizon Wireless now offers home phone service? Cellular Sales introduces the new Verizon Wireless Home Connect. This device saves you money, consolidates your bills, and most customers can even keep the same home phone number. The new Home Phone Connect provides high-quality voice service on Verizon's network with unlimited domestic calling. Just plug your existing home phone into your Home Phone Connect unit and begin making calls. This sleek device is a cost-efficient alternative to existing landline services and comes equipped with dual-band wireless. Cellular Sales wireless experts are standing by to answer your questions. Let Cellular Sales help you save money on your home phone service and consolidate your bills. Call the experts today at 877-851-6201. That's 877-851-6201. And set up a no-wait appointment. You can also visit CellularSales.com slash Ainge to find the Cellular Sales location nearest you and see what kind of specials we have for TSR listeners everywhere. TSR Nation, you have all heard by now that Smart Auto Repair is the home of stupid good prices and great service for all of your auto repair needs. You also have heard that if you need us to, we will even allow for you to pay for your car repairs over time if you are a little short on cash. Well, this great offer also applies to all of your tire needs. Let's face it, tires are an item that wear out and they are expensive to replace, running you anywhere from $500 to $1,200, but you've got to have them. No one gets excited about getting new tires with Smart Smart Auto Repair can help take some of the sting out. First, our prices are stupid good and will be as low as you can find anywhere. And secondly, if you need it, you can pay us over time. So quit riding around on those dangerous ball tires and save some money at Smart Auto Repair. Check us out at smartautorepair.net or call 684-2216. Be smart, buy smart at Smart Auto Repair. Nothing says Tennessee like the Smoky Mountains, friendly people, the University of Tennessee Athletics, and great local food. And when Tennesseans think about food, they think about the Calhouns and Copper Cellar family restaurants. Nothing represents the taste of Tennessee better than America's best ribs and their famous Hickory Smoke Barbecue. Since 1975, the restaurants of the Copper Cellar family have been the place you take your out-of-towners when they come to visit. While the world has changed over the past 40 years, their core values have remained the same. Serve up local hospitality and quality food every time. The Copper Cellar Group is where you take your family for a fun meal or a special occasion. They are as much a part of our culture here in East Tennessee as football on a sunny fall afternoon or a day on the lake with friends. It's just what we do. With 17 locations all over the great state of Tennessee, the Copper Cellar family is always close by. Isn't it time you drop by for a visit? Calhoun's Copper Cellar, Chesapeake's Cherokee Grill Steakhouse, and Smoky Mountain Brewery. Eat local, eat good. For location information and specials, visit Copper Cellar this is the Eric Ainge Show on Tennessee Sports Radio and TNSportsRadio.com. I wish I could. Welcome back here to the Eric Ainge Show on Tennessee Sports Radio and TNSportsRadio.com. 
We'll give a quick shout-out to Marcus Milton, nine-year-old who looks like he's going on 15 out here. Came out to meet his high school football coach, Joe Gaddis in Oak Ridge, who's joining us here today. Marcus, you want to you wanna say hi to everybody real quick? Go Wildcats! Very cool. All right, so uh, we got Coach Gaddis uh, joining us here, Seth, uh, live out here at Mortgage Investors Group, 113 Lafayette Drive uh, in Oak Ridge, 37830. Uh, you can hit us up at Mortgage Group TN, MIGonline.com. Uh, Coach Gaddis, we've been talking about the change high school football and how it's changed. What can uh, an Oak Ridge high school football fan, because there's a lot of them, what can they expect to see from a Coach Gaddis-led football team that maybe they, you know, if they didn't follow it back in the, in the late 80s through the you know, through 98 when you were here, if they didn't follow it then, what can they expect? Well, back in uh, 88 through 98, we were primarily an I-formation team, uh, largely a, a 4-3 defense. Um, this time around, we'll probably be more spread out, run, run more of a spread-style offense like a lot of people do. We'll have our own personality within it, but... Uh, We'll still do a lot of the same things we did offensively, just out of the spread. Um, but as far as what they'll see, much of it will be the same. They'll see a lot of passion. They'll see a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, it'll be an exciting time here in Oak Ridge, and uh, we're, we're going to win, and we're going to win big. Uh, and that's that's I mean that's that's it. Passion, enthusiasm, and, and winning football games. I mean that's 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 where we're at. That's East Tennessee. That's whether you're, whether you're talking UT or whether you're talking. Uh, you know, a, a handful of, of, of great high school football programs, which there are around here. You know, your Marivals, your Alcoas, uh, a lot of private schools that play good football, and then obviously, you know, Oak Ridge. You guys have a rich tradition of winning, uh, and we really do. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, Maryville and Alcoa have done well the last ten or fifteen years, really dominant. Um, there's not a school in Tennessee that can that can really say from a, a historical perspective. Uh, what we can say, uh, we've won state championships in the 50s, uh, including a national championship in 58. We won state titles in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s. Nobody's done that except Oak Ridge. Our tradition is really the richest, and we're going to bring that back um, full force. Uh, and our, our fans, when our fans get rolling here, we're, we're second to none. So we're, we're excited. I'm thrilled to be back here, and uh, we're going to get it back like it was uh, before. Well, it'll be fun, too, now, you know, putting a... Uh getting to meet the coaches it makes it more fun to go out and i love there's nothing that and i say this uh, all the time uh and I, I i was not a starter in the national football league so i don't know what it's like to run through the tunnel as the starter uh, in an nfl football game but having been a starter in high school and a starter in college and having ran through a lot of locker rooms and played in you know at metlife and old giant stadium there's still nothing like friday night it's your friends. It's the guys you've been playing with for you know since you were young, a coach that you've known for a long time. It's a community thing. Uh, there, like there's just nothing like high school football. I agree. And I, and I and that's coming from someone who uh, you'll have to excuse uh, the, a little bit of the noise or some trucks. Um, that's coming from someone who started games. And Neyland, and won games in Neyland Stadium. You know, played at the Swamp, played at Tiger Stadium, played, you know, all at every list of stadium. And I, you know, and I've been there, and I've ran through the T, and I've ran through all these, all this fun stuff in the National Football League. And still, there's nothing like Friday night. When it's done right, there's nothing like Friday night. I agree totally. And I don't know if you've ever attended a game at Oak Ridge High School or, or at Oak Ridge at Blankenship Field, but. Uh, we have, I think, the most unique and the most impressive tradition of going down the steps that lead from our locker room down to the down, down to the field. That you have to really experience it and see it sometime. Uh, I would invite you out if you've never seen it. But well, I'll a, definitely, I'll, I'll definitely get out there and, and come watch you guys play. It's uh, not because I'm the head coach here, but it, to me, it's it's the most special uh, experience that that I've ever had as as a coach. And I can't imagine what what it's like as a player. Yeah, that's awesome. Again, head uh, head football coach at Oak Ridge High School. Joe Gaddis is joining us here uh, on the Eric Gaines Show right now, out here live at Mortgage Investors Group. You talked about how 88 to 98, you were a, primarily an I formation team running the 4-3. Now it'll be a lot of the same type stuff, just done from spread out. And that's one of the things that, I, that I've seen in high school football that's really changed all over the country is 
the word spread, and it even had this is even in college. I remember when we hired Coach Jones. Uh, I spent the first week and a half, still do sometimes, talking about his offense, and it's the spread, and that's just the word that people call it now when there's three, four, or five guys out there. You know, instead of one or two tight ends and a fullback or an H back and a fullback, you know, power whatever you're whatever you're running. You know, now it's it's the same stuff. It's still it's just spread out. Right. And I had to tell people that I had to say just because Coach Jones runs the spread doesn't mean that we're going to throw it ninety percent of the time. You know, there's 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 June Jones spread. There's the Hawaii Texas Tech spread, where you're throwing it seventy five to eighty five percent of the time, and your screen game is your run game. And if you have a quarterback that can run, then you might be, go undefeated. You know, there's that spread, and then there's the spread with the zone read, the option, triple option. I mean, you're seeing it all the way to the NFL now with Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, and RG3. You see it in college football, absolutely. I mean, the national champions and the Heisman Trophy winners at quarterback for the last little bit have been spread guys. You know, Johnny Manziel, Cam Newton, Tim Tebow. You know, Urban Meyer, Braxton Miller, Ohio State. And in high school, you see the same thing. And I think the reason, in, well, in my opinion, one of the reasons why you see people trying to spread the field more is because it makes it easier for the quarterback and the running backs to play the numbers game. It just makes it, you still have to know how to block, and you still have to know how to tackle. And when your quarterback throws it, he's got to throw it on time, and it's got to be accurate to the right guy. You can't take sacks. You can't get behind down a distance. Not all that stays the same. You know, where's your? How's your kicking game? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. The things that are going to win high school and college and pro football games hasn't changed, but what has is how it looks. Exactly. You know, you know, the, if you're a fullback, I felt I felt uh, bad the other day. I didn't mention Ben Bartholomew's name and his brother Will played here, and I know their family really. I know Ben really well, and I didn't mention his name as someone who could get drafted. And I and I go well, you know that's I wasn't being facetious, not saying Ben Bartholomew's name. He's a fullback from a college that doesn't use a fullback, going into a league that doesn't use a fullback. Right. You know, I was like, it's just I mean that Ben Bartholomew, circa 1992, is probably a third round draft pick, and starting for an NFL team. But it's just, and what's I mean, what's your? It gets easier for a high school quarterback if you're a first year starter or second year starter. You know, and you're trying to, you know, or, or an offensive tackle or a center talking about protections and your slide, your slide protection. When you're full, when there's a fullback and a tight end in the mix, there's going to be seven or eight guys. There's going to be at least seven, if not eight guys, and possibly a shallow post safety, maybe even nine in the mix. Right. And we. And that's that's that gets hard. That gets hard for the big guys up front and the quarterbacks to know when they start bringing pressure. It gets hard to see that. Yeah, it, of course, it when you spread it out a little bit, it makes absolutely does. It will be a spread team. Um, we've had uh, we've done stuff, some of the stuff you've talked about, especially when we had uh, and you'll know this name uh, when I was in Henry County. We had Marcellus Teague at quarterback. Oh yeah, uh, and and Marcellus was smart enough where we literally let him read somebody on every play we ran. Uh, from a trap to a zone or whatever, he would read a defender on every play and keep it whenever he felt like he could keep it, which was a lot, which was good for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but depending on who your quarterback is, you can do a lot of things with him. He just happened to be a great athlete and brilliant at the same time. So our quarterback will determine, you know, what style of spread offense we run. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's where it comes down to is personnel. Right. I mean, it doesn't make sense to, you know, that's one of the, one of the things Tyler Bray said when he went, when he went pro this last year. He said, uh, you know, I don't know how I would have done in that offense. You know, he said they, you know, they said that they're going to be running the zone read. And anyone that's watched Tyler play knows Tyler's not a zone read guy. Definitely. Nor was Peyton, nor was Casey, nor was I, nor was even 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 Crompton. Right. You know, he wasn't a zone read guy. He couldn't make a living playing in this conference running like that. And you know, that's one of the things that I've been that we've been going back and forth with as a fan base and uh, in, in the media is. Are any of the quarterbacks on Tennessee's roster next year going to be good enough athletes to run the zone read in the Southeastern Conference? You got pocket guy, you know, because if if you're not going to, if if that's not how you're good, if that's not your bread and butter, you know, if you, what's your run game? That's where you start. Every offense that's not 
you know, one of maybe two offensive coordinators, it starts with how are we going to run the football. Exactly. And then off of what we're going to do to run, whether and whether that's zone read with the quarterback if you got the personnel, whether that's a fullback, whether that's toss sweeping, gap trapping, zone blocking, whatever it is, how your identity from a run game has to come first before you worry about what you're going to do throwing the football. It will with us, for sure. I mean, it ha- I mean at, at every level, but especially in high school. Right. It, it did when I was here before, and it's going to again this time. And like you said before, the game has gotten more sophisticated in ways, but it still boils down to blocking, tackling, and kicking game. Uh, the other things, you have to you know go with the times a little bit, and our offense will be different. But we've got to do those three things better than everybody else. Yeah, and that's – and I, I, it – brings joy to my heart to hear you say that because I watch so many high school. There's so many rules now uh, with what you can, how long you're allowed to be around them, high school, college, uh, you know, the 20-hour rule in college. In high school, you only get so much time, and it's it's nothing. They're high school kids. You know, they need it every single day. I mean, you're, you're a teacher, too. Yes. Uh, so, so you absolutely understand that. Everyone learns different. Some people can hear it. Some people have to draw it, write it down. Some people physically have to do it. Some people have to screw it up before they can, <laughs> before they can actually learn it. You know, no doubt about that. And uh, it's it's cool to hear you hear you say that although a lot's changed, uh, the things that determine a good football program and and winning and losing football games really had. And that's the basics. That's blocking. That's pad leverage. That's tackling. Angles. Pursuit. Game tackling. Kicking game. All that kind of stuff. Uh, which will segue, segue me into our next uh, break. And what I'm going to ask you, which is Coach Fulmer, Kiffin, Dooley, and now Coach Jones, I'm going to get your opinion on uh, the Tennessee football program and talk a little bit of this college recruiting changes and all that. Okay. Joe Gaddis, Oak Ridge High School football coach out here at Mortgage Investors Group with us. Come out and see us. Wild card T-shirts. Seth Stokes in the Calhoun studio. Eat locally good. And we're brought to you by SmartAutoRepair.net. Hey, guys. This is Stephen Pearl. Join me on the Stephen Pearl Show every Saturday from 10 to noon. Brought to you by Lexus of Knoxville on TN Sports Radio and TNSportsRadio.com. License, registration, and proof of insurance. Yo, Officer Bailey, come on, man. Now what? Where do I start? Speeding, seatbelt, texting while driving, and of course, driving with too much swag. First off, I wasn't texting, I was tweeting. Peyton Manning. Secondly, you got me. I'll tone down the swag. Are we going to have a problem here, Mr. Angel? Nope. I'll call my good neighbor State Farm agent, Deanna Coulter. She takes care of a lot of VFLs, and she knows Peyton. Oh, I've heard her on the Ainge Show on TSR. Yes, sir. And I am discount double-checked. You know who wasn't discount double-checked? Dooley. Deanna Coulter State Farm. She has clients all over the volunteer state. If you are full butch and full TSR, then you better be full Coulter. Deanna Coulter State Farm, 7809 Montview Center Way. Call 865-690-0802 or DeannaCoulter.com for more info. Hey, this is Charlie, and I like to buy local. I think it's a good idea to support our local businesses, whether they're farmers, feed stores, even insurance. Hiring local people and buying local products is part of what makes our community strong. That's why I use Farm Bureau Insurance. They're a Tennessee company. They have 170 offices in 135 communities, more than any other insurance company. All in all, there are about 2,000 Tennesseans working for Farm Bureau Insurance. Support your local communities, your cities, and your state. Find your local agent at FBITN.com. Where do you want to be financially in five years? How about in 20 years? How about at retirement? This is Brad Fullington with BW Fullington Incorporated, and our mission is to help you get from where you are now financially to where you want to be in the future. As a certified financial planner, my experienced team and I have got a long track record of getting people from here to there by helping them save, invest, grow, and manage their money. Let us help you get from here to there by following us on Twitter at BW Fullington, visiting BWFullington.com, or by scheduling a complimentary review by calling locally 865-671-PLAN or toll-free 877-975-PLAN. Because the road from here to there is shorter for those who know the way. And that way is BW Fullington. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. 
Hey, this is Todd from Scuffletown Printing Promotions. Many people ask where we came up with the name. It's actually a historical reference to the city of Knoxville. See, post-revolution... Todd, we don't have time for a history lesson. We need to tell them how we are the one-stop shop for all printing and promotional needs and tell them how to get to our website. It's www.sku. It's no time for a spelling lesson either. I'm just going to let them know that we supply organizations with custom marketing products created in our 12,000 square foot production center from signs, displays, promotions, and apparel. Well, we also have to let them know that we got the lowest prices in town and produce only the highest quality products. And because we do it all in our own roof, we save organizations time and money. Make sure you look for us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Or call us at 865-200-8501. For superior customer service, rapid turnover times, and quality products, we will fight for your business. Remember that Scuffletown Print and Promotions, where 18th century work ethic meets 21st century technology. Hey, TSR Nation, this is Johnny Long, 14-year-old strength and conditioning coach and founder of Johnny Long's Training Academy. My academy offers professional, experienced, and championship-level training programs, which keeps young athletes and adults in top physical condition. My professional staff at JLTA train with me, learning from my 30 years of experience, and are all top-level athletes themselves. Most importantly, I'm always there, teaching, motivating, and coaching you or your child to help reach your goals. If you're looking for results and not empty promises, come by and see me today. Today at Johnny Long's Training Academy. Johnny Long's Training Academy, 2620 Willow Point Way in Hardin Valley. Call 470-0777. Find them online on Facebook and Twitter or at jltrainingacademy.com. I really love this home, but I don't know if we can afford it. Yeah, Anna, it's great, but I don't know if we can afford the down payment. How do we find a mortgage? How do we even start? Start with Sherry Super. Sherry will work with you to find down payments as low as 3.5%. Cut through the paperwork in a second. Sherry Super helps find you a home you'll qualify for. Sherry also knows the best lenders in town. Thanks, Sherry. Sherry Super. Remax Preferred Properties. Oh, yeah, and she has x-ray vision. Bubba Burger is not the frozen burger that you're used to. They are the number one selling frozen burger in the country. And you can find Bubba Burger right here in Tennessee in your local grocer's freezer. Only the best goes into Bubba Burger. The natural choice for quality and convenience. Bubba Burgers cook in no time. Right from your freezer to your skillet or grill. Bubba offers many mouth-watering varieties, including the original Bubba Burger, Sweet Onion Bubba Burger, and the Turkey Bubba Burger. Fire up the grill and remember... You'll never find a burger better than a Bubba. Visit Bubba on the web by visiting BubbaFoods.com or look them up on Facebook at the official Bubba Burger fan page. Bubba Burger, found in your local grocer's freezer right here in Tennessee. This is the Eric Ainge Show on Tennessee Sports Radio and TNSportsRadio.com. Welcome back here to the Eric Gaines Show on Tennessee Sports Radio and TNSportsRadio.com. 865-243-2877 on the cellular sales hotline. If you got a question for Coach Joe Gaddis or myself, uh, Oak Ridge High School football coach, back in town coaching football here in East Tennessee. We're out here live at Mortgage Investors Group, 113 Lafayette Drive, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Come out and see us. Uh... No, those are the fancy ones. I'll, I'll wear those. Andrew got you got my fancy glasses. They're in the front, right? They're, they're in the front, right? Like sitting there, not the console. Oh, I went in the console and found those. No, there's they're right there. Like With, I saw and I saw the Gucci sunglass case. Yeah. EA's big time. Uh oh. Anyway, uh, can you get the other ones though? On a serious note. I love you, buddy. All right, so we got Coach Gaddis out here. You want to give a shout out to your son who listens. Oh yes, my, I guarantee you, my son Joe is uh, Joe Gaddis uh, Jr. He's he's in uh, South Carolina, Bluffton. Uh, he's at work right now, but he listens to this religiously. He was excited last night, sent me a text when he realized I was going to be on the show. That's awesome. So Coach Gaddis's son in South Carolina is a podcaster, a TN Sports Radio, and an app guy, which is awesome. Uh, which which was the question that I was, wanted to get to, and I'm having a hard time remembering what it was. Uh, Coach, uh, you'll, you'll, as you get to know me, you'll realize the ADD from 7 to 11 <laughs> on this station is uh, 
is pretty impeccable. I think you're going to mention Jason Swain. Jason Swain. See that? And that is why he's the football coach. All right. So uh, you were coaching in... I was in at Austin High School in Decatur, Alabama, and uh, we actually had the misfortune of playing uh, the team that Jason was on. We played them three times when I was there. I think we beat them once, but uh, Jason Swain was a dominant, dominant athlete for him. Just an incredible football player. And I remember uh, vividly that we talked. And in fact, one of, one of my coaches, one of my assistant coaches' uh, brother was the head coach of, of his team. I can't remember the name of the school, but it was, it was Massey was the coach's name. But I remember talking with my coaching staff in preparation for the game, and I, we, we all said at the same time almost that we, we sure hoped that they never snapped the ball directly to Jason Swain, that they kept him at wide out. And sure enough, in this particular game, they put him back there where he got his hands on the ball many, many more times than we wanted to see it. Yeah, uh, because then you got to tackle. Yeah, yes. When he's a wide out, you still you got to you got to block, you got to throw, and then you got to catch. There were plays where we honestly they snapped the ball directly to him two or three times. We we absolutely whipped them to a man, and he had gained forty yards because we just couldn't, couldn't handle ta- him. Couldn't tackle Swain. Great football player. Man, that's awesome, Coach uh, Gaddis talking about Jason Swain who all of uh, everyone listening now remembers as the wide receiver but knows now as the Swain event from 3 to 6 on Tennessee Sports Radio it's, it's funny coach we go we go around Vol Nation and all that and and uh, half the half the people that that say something to to Swain or myself or half of what they say now is love the radio show you know love TSR love what you guys are doing so it's it's kind of fun to to not always be the the quarterback or the you know or the wide receiver and to hear stories like that uh, of Swain in high school that's that's awesome and he was great I mean he was great. he played as a freshman here and I remember kept catching I remember throwing him the game uh, go ahead touchdown against Alabama in 2004 when he was a sophomore true sophomore and I was a true freshman when we beat Alabama in Neyland Stadium, I mean, and he, you know, he's from Huntsville, and you were, you know, right. that Tennessee Alabama. That's that's back when that was still, uh, you know, still very prevalent uh, rivalry around here. Um, Coach Gaddis from Oak Ridge High School is joining us. Talk a little bit about how how the game is how the game has changed. Talking about like. We talk. I mean, we've we've broke it down from a million different ways, from from what it used to be to what it is now. We broke we've broken it down from I formation to spread. But talk a little bit about the mental aspect of coaching. You know, you're a teacher, so you've seen it as well. Eighty-eight to two thousand and thirteen, the seven, the fourteen to eighteen year old in the 2000s is a lot different than they were in the mid 80s right at the time this is the, you know the day of social media the day of you know twitter and facebook and and all that with all the changes in pop culture society here in east tennessee just talk about that change i mean from from the coaching aspect you know coaching is hard you know now if you yell at a kid do you, you know? Do you offend? You know, or do, is the parent involved? You know, versus you know, I'm just saying things have changed a lot. They have changed, and I, I've always felt like that. And everybody's got a different philosophy about this, but the most effective coaches and the most successful coaches are coaches who can figure out. And this goes in the classroom too, as teachers. The the coach or the teacher who can figure out how to motivate each individual player or student in your classroom or player on your team that that's going to take some time because as you say you can scream and holler at some some you have to put your arm around them and almost whisper to them you just have to figure out how that is that you can motivate every player on your team it's more difficult today because uh, there's probably uh, more to do today there's more sensitivities today but it's it's a more difficult uh, feat today but it's it's one that can be done and accomplished and i think the the better programs the better coaches and the more successful schools um, have people in place that can do that, either as a coach or as a, or as a teacher. Motivate themselves. They can either motivate themselves or they can cultivate that, you know, in, from a cultural change standpoint amongst the team and those players, which is what we're seeing right now uh, with our current football coach at UT, Coach Butch Jones. You know, Coach Jones is a guy that was never given anything, earned everything he's ever gotten. Uh, took out loans and paid for his own college tuition. Worked three jobs. Got a you know Central Michigan won two championships. Cincinnati won two conference championships, and now Tennessee. And he's earned everything he's ever gotten. 
He's a man's man, blue collar, show up lunch pail type type guy, which I love because that's the kind of guy I played for, and that's the kind of guy that Coach Sanders and Coach Cutcliffe were. And obviously, when I got to know them, sure, the cars that they drove were a little nicer and a little fancier, and the houses they went back to were a little bigger, and might you know may have had a bigger, nicer TV in it than it did. But the guy was the same. You know, Philip Fulmer, when I got him in 2004. Sure, you know, he drove a sweet Lexus, and he was, you know, and he was, you know, real famous, and he was all these things. But what Coach Fulmer still was, was that offensive guard that played at Tennessee that was from the state of Tennessee. Right. And he was the guy that GA'd here and worked his way all the way up to being the head football coach and winning a championship. He was still that same, he was that same guy. There was little things about, little things about people that change. So as a head football coach, uh, what do you what do you see? I mean, because you know you got Coach Fulmer from really you know a few years into when you were coaching here at Oak Ridge, he took over as the as the head football coach all the way up until '98 when we when when we won the national championship. So you saw a lot of Coach Fulmer. I'm sure you've met Coach Fulmer. I'm sure you've seen uh, you know you know how he's viewed in this community. Right. And then from him. To Lane Kiffin, to Derek Dooley, to Butch Jones. Just talk a little bit. Let's just talk a little Tennessee head football coach. Well, now. The, the first one I got to know was uh, Johnny Majors. Um, he was he was the head coach when I became a head coach myself. Got to know him a little bit. I was in Tullahoma, Tennessee, and I think he's from Huntland, which is right down the road. Yep. Uh, so I got to know him a little bit. Uh, spent more time, though, with, with Coach Fulmer, and actually spent a lot more time with David Cutcliffe because he recruited Oak Ridge when I was here and uh, really got to know him well, uh, very well. Uh, but but Coach Fulmer and I spent some time together because I had uh, uh, Sean Summers, Richard Howard, um, Jerry Colquitt, to name three, all oh, yeah. all signed and played at Tennessee when I was when I was here. So I got to know uh, Coach Fulmer quite a bit during that period as well. Um, you know, Coach Kiffin, I got to know him only uh, because they recruited and signed Marcellus Teague. He's, he and uh, Coach Orgeron was it? I mm-hmm. uh, spent some time in Henry County when I was there and. and uh, they they signed uh, Marcellus. Um, never really got to know Coach Dooley um, at all. That's all right. No one did. Well, uh, and then uh, and then if you were a high school football coach <laughs> in the state of America, in the United States of America, you didn't get to know Coach Dooley very well. So so that's so that's not uh, that's not uh, any any news that Coach Gaddis didn't know Coach Dooley very well. But hey, we're gonna. Keep talking about this. This is interesting. Uh, Coach Joe Gaddis, Oak Ridge High School, talking about the Tennessee coaches. I'm interested. I want to hear what you got to say about Cutcliffe. And then uh, I'll make fun of Dooley some more, and then we'll get to Butch Jones. We'll be right back. This is the Eric Ain't Show on Tennessee Sports Radio. The Swain Event, weekdays 3 to 6 on Tennessee Sports Radio and TNSportsRadio.com. Just when you thought football was over. Just when you thought you'd have to wait till September. Just when you thought it was the off-season for being a football fan. Your Knoxville Nighthawks kickoff. Attention football fans. Knoxville Nighthawks start back their high-flying, big-hitting action March 30th at the Coliseum. Knoxville's very own arena football team. New coach, new players, new attitude. Don't miss the non-stop action and excitement this year. Season tickets on sale as low as $48. That's right, just $48 to witness Nighthawk football up close. Call for tickets today. 865-686-6106. See KnoxvilleNighthawks.com. Check them out on Facebook. Follow on Twitter. The new Knoxville Nighthawks. Are you a hawk or are you prey? Call now for tickets. 856-686-6106. Or KnoxvilleNighthawks.com. Need a new home or looking for your very first home? Eli Park is a great place to grow. Located just minutes from Knoxville Center Mall, Walmart, Sam's, and several restaurants. House prices start at $109,900. 100% financing is available, and it could be cheaper than the rent you're paying. Vaulted ceilings in most plans, and all homes are brick and vinyl. Come enjoy the beautiful mountain views at Eli Park. Several plans to choose from, including ranch plans, 
plans and some with bonus rooms. Find out more about Eli Park by calling 865-755-6335 or online at odeldev.com. That's O-D-E-L-L-D-E-V.com. Eli Park, a great place to grow. Luxury and power. Strength with intelligence. The 2013 GMC Sierra Denali 1500 Crew. Luxury. Top grade leather, heated and cooled seats, navigation, remote start, rear view camera, and much more. Power. The only half ton truck with over 400 horsepower standard. All wheel drive, all the time. Intelligence. Stabilitrack will correct your driving errors by itself. I can drive the Denali 1500 as Eric the Rogue Radio Man or Eric 10 and 2 with two car seats. Room for everyone in this Denali experience. Rice Buick GMC will take care of you in every way possible, including a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Go see Scott and Brian at Rice Buick GMC and test drive the best truck I've driven. Go to RiceGMC.com to check out daily updated specials on all Rice products. This truck is built by and for those who demand attention to detail. The GMC Sierra Denali 1500 crew. Can you believe she's telling me that she wants to come home? After everything she put me through. After everything she put our kids through. She said she's sorry. But I can't help but think that her boyfriend went back to his wife. Is it even possible to forgive and put my family back together? If you're going through separation or divorce, or know someone who is, learn about our special divorce care support group. It's a place to find help and encouragement. Meetings are on Thursday evenings from 6.30 to 8.30 at Fellowship Church. For more information, see divorcecare.org or email kwhite at fellowshipknox.org or call Carrie White at 865-470-9800. TSR Nation, you have all heard by now that Smart Auto Repair is the home of stupid good prices and great service for all of your auto repair needs. You also have heard that if you need us to, we will even allow for you to pay for your car repairs over time if you are a little short on cash. Well, this great offer also applies to all of your tire needs. Let's face it, tires are an item that wear out and they are expensive to replace, running you anywhere from $500 to $1,200, but you've got to have them. No one gets excited about getting new tires with Smart Smart Auto Repair can help take some of the sting out. First, our prices are stupid good and will be as low as you can find anywhere. And secondly, if you need it, you can pay us over time. So quit riding around on those dangerous bald tires and save some money at Smart Auto Repair. Check us out at smartautorepair.net or call 684-2216. Be smart, buy smart at Smart Auto Repair. This is the Eric Ames Show on Tennessee Sports Radio and TNSportsRadio.com. Welcome back here to the Eric Ames Show on Tennessee Sports Radio and TNSportsRadio.com. We're out here live at Mortgage Investors Group 113 Lafayette Drive. Here in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and we're joined uh, for a long time this morning, and I appreciate that we're taking up a lot of his uh, morning. I'm glad he's given us the time. Uh, coach Joe Gaddis from Oak Ridge High School, head football coach, uh, and we're talking about Tennessee football coaches right now. If you missed it earlier, uh, Coach Gaddis coached against Jason Swain uh, down uh, in Alabama. You were at Decatur. Uh, you were in Decatur, and he was playing at Huntsville. And uh, you played against him. At that was uh, Grissom High School. I just remember the name of the school. Grissom, Grissom High School. Grissom. Very cool. Uh, so that's a great story. If you missed that earlier, uh, check out the podcast. Uh, some people stopping by, listening on the app. Uh, very cool. Come out and see us if you want to get a T-shirt or, or talk about your home or your get refinanced or if you're an Oak Ridge person and you want to come meet or anybody, you want to come meet Coach Gaddis or myself, come on out. Um, let's talk about these Tennessee football coaches here a little bit, though. Uh, let's start with Coach Cutcliffe. Uh, you said you started with Coach Majors and then obviously got to know Coach Fulmer, but Coach Cut was a coordinator and a position coach, uh, and he recruited Oak Ridge. Talk, talk about David Cutcliffe a little bit, because I have very strong opinions in, on, on Cutcliffe the coach and Cutcliffe the man, and everyone knows where I stand on Coach Cut. But you know, I, I don't know where you stand, so I'll, I'll either probably uh, violently agree or disagree, but what I'm going to say about David is... As a person, first of all, David may be the classiest guy that I've ever known. I, I really like David Cutcliffe. 
a good guy. We'll be able to do this segment and and not fight each other. Okay. So that's good, good. because that's because yeah, that's anyway. Continue. Okay. Uh, as a, as a recruiter, David. I think is the most honest recruiter that I've ever ever been associated with, and I was always hopeful, uh, whether he was at Tennessee or or Duke, um, that my my guys would go there because I really trusted David Cutcliffe. Uh, I really liked the guy a lot, um, and I think obviously he's a good football coach. I mean Peyton Manning still comes down uh, to be instructed and, by, and by e- David Peyton Cutcliffe. and Eli between the yeah. between the two of them, first picks of the draft, right. three, three Super Bowls, exactly. And you could argue, uh, but well, they're both top five at their position in the NFL, and one of them will go down. Who knows where Eli's going to finish his career? But Peyton already has established himself as one of the best to ever play the position. I'm a I'm a David Cutcliffe fan, and I think he's a, he's maybe the best combination of a great guy and a great coach that I've ever known, uh, just because of the way he conducts himself. Which is, that's awesome. I love hearing that because I, I didn't get recruited by him. You know, I was recruited by Coach Fulmer and Coach Sanders. And then uh, Coach Cutcliffe came back in 2006. Uh, he had a heart problem. He was at Ole Miss. Uh, you know, Eli Manning coached him the whole time he was in college. And then, and then, uh, took a year off, studied the game, which he's, I mean, what else does he do? I mean, he's one of, he's like Gruden. He's one of those guys that he's always watching film, doing something, learning something. And, and so Coach uh, Cut took the job as the offensive coordinator back at UT in 2006 um, and coached me for my junior and senior year before he left to go become the head coach at Duke. And he did more for me in two months of getting here, you know, because in 2004 we were great, you know, freshmen, beat Florida, Georgia, Bama, South Carolina, beat everybody, lost to Auburn twice, and they went undefeated, and they were great that year. And we had a great football team. 2005, we had a great football team, and we had a horrible record. We had an even better football team, and we won half the amount of games. You know, right. We were five and seven. We were we were really really poor. Right. And so, uh, Coach Sanders, you know, someone has to go. You know how coaching the coaching world is. Someone's got to go. So we we got rid of Coach Sanders and we got rid of a couple uh, uh, position coaches and brought in Coach Cutcliffe. And he did more for me in two months of spring practice and going into the summertime and teaching me those things that you just said. The honesty part of the game, you know, because football is, you can't, you can't fake football. No. It's as true, honest a sport as there is. I mean, you can't, you can't pretend to be a good football player or a good football coach or, you know, knowledgeable about the game. I mean, these are things that you just can't fake. And Cutcliffe changed the way that I approached the game of football. You know, I- Seth, are we, you got me there, Seth? Yeah, you're good. It's it's a, like a, uh, like there's a little short or something. You're cutting it in and out, but I've got you right now. All right. Well, I apologize for losing you a little bit there, J-Bay. Let's see if you can get that up and rolling. Should be all right. Anyway, you know, one of the things that I I was considered myself was a gamer. So someone that didn't, you know, this is, again, it goes to the, the changing in the times. You know, practice wasn't as important because, you know, I was a basketball player and I was a pitcher and a quarterback, and so I never had that much time to just practice one sport. You know, by the time you were finishing one thing, you were going into the regular, you know, by the time the football playoffs were over, you were six basketball games behind. But you were still playing. You were, you were in shape and you were one of the best athletes. So I could, I could do it, but, you know, looking at, the way I approached football, even when I got to college, was now nah, practice, and eh, once the game starts, I'll be good. And that worked as a freshman for me, and it didn't as a sophomore. You know, right. and that's because I was competing against another freshman uh-huh. with the same mentality. So the amount of plays, the knowledge, what we had to know was so minimal, you know, it was just getting out of the huddle. Right. You know, it was calling the play right, you know, finding wristband number 64 on there and getting getting in and out of the huddle, and we didn't even call drop-back pass until the Florida game. You know, it was all quick game and play action and naked bootlegs until we played Florida. I mean, you can't you, know, you can't beat Florida right. without calling drop-back passes, and that was the first time in a game we'd run a two-minute drill. It was the first time for a lot of stuff. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that Coach One of the things that Coach Cutcliffe did for me 
was he showed me that if you have the ability to play, you know, in the last two minutes, you know, the things that you can't coach, you know, he, he didn't he didn't want to get rid of that. You know, he was like, you know, be be that guy, you know, be a guy that in crunch time is going to play good, be a guy that's going to do all that, but prepare like a champion. Don't just go out there running around like a chicken with your head cut off, or you're going to, there's always going to be a game here or there that you're, you're not going to win as many as you could having that mentality. And so he changed the way that I approached the game, and he taught me how to watch film, and I sat down, and I was willing to learn and listen to anything he had to tell me because we had been through so much as a team. You know, doing what we do now, um, David Cutcliffe changed that for me. He may be the the best, and I've I've seen him at, at clinics, and we've spent some time with with David at different uh, different staffs of mine. But he may be the best teacher, uh, and you've got to be a good teacher to be a good coach uh, that I've ever been around. And uh, you're fortunate enough to have uh, have learned from him. Yeah, and I was also fortunate enough to have a head football coach. Uh, that was smart enough to go. All right, this is what you know. This is where you're at. This is what you've been doing. And it was the first time in my career that they had made me the starter. They said, you know what, Cutcliffe got here, and this is the first thing after like one meeting with him, he sat me down and said, you're the starting quarterback. So for the first time, I was going into my third year there, and I'd played in a ton of football games and was a part of a bunch of good wins and some tough losses and. And he said, you're the starting quarterback. And I remember going, oh, nice, you know, sweet. So I could relax a little bit right. and then just go in there and learn. And I wasn't, you know, it was still, every day's a competition in football, but it became a competition within my, he made it, he took it from me worrying about all the other guys on the roster that I was competing with, you know, whether it be Brent Schaefer or Rick Clawson. And he, he changed it and said, Eric, you're the starting quarterback. Here's what is going to make you good or not good, and this is the competition within yourself that you're going to have. You know, th- this is the challenge. Only you're going to know if you worked as hard as you possibly could. And it was the first time in my life that I actually could, you know, do that. You know, look in the mirror stuff. Did you do everything? Did you give your all? He was the first guy that ever really truly got me to do that. Which later in life, with a lot of the stuff that I'm, I don't know if you know my story, but the things that I've gone through in my life personally. David Cutcliffe and Philip Fulmer have had as much an impact on that as they did me as a football player, which is the kind of stuff that I love hearing you say because them as coaches and as men did more for me than they off the field than they ever did on the field, which is a really cool thing. Uh, I could see both of them being that way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's that's good to hear. we got Coach Joe Gaddis of Oak Ridge High School out here. We're at Mortgage Investors Group 113 Lafayette Drive, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Come out and see us. Uh, sorry, we're cutting in, cutting in and out on you. We'll uh, get it fixed, and we'll be right back. This is the Eric Ames Show on Tennessee Sports Radio and TNSportsRadio.com. Welcome back here to the Eric Ames Show on Tennessee Sports Radio and TNSportsRadio.com. Tennessee Sports Radio, talking about Tennessee high school football and Tennessee football with Coach Joe Gaddis of Oak Ridge High School out here live at Mortgage Investors Group. Uh, Seth Stokes is live at the Calhoun Studios of TSR, eat locally good, and we are brought to you by Smart Auto Repair and SmartAutoRepair.net. Um, Coach, you know, we talked about Coach Cutcliffe, Majors, Fulmer. Uh, you said you got to know Coach Kiffin and Orgeron a little bit uh, with Marcellus Teague. Uh, Coach said he didn't get to know Derek Dooley at all. And that is not a surprise because Coach Dooley didn't recruit. He didn't make phone calls. And, I mean, I don't know if you uh, are you familiar with a player named Von Bell. Uh, yes. Yeah. So Von Bell didn't even get a phone call from Derek Dooley. Meanwhile, Urban Meyer was flying down here to visit with the family and the high school coach and go watch Von Bell play high school football. And, uh That was a frustrating thing for us with Coach Dooley. 
was how big of a hole he dug for us in recruiting. And Coach Jones is the exact opposite of that. And he's given every player, every coach on his staff a part of Tennessee, you know, not just like East, Middle, West. I mean, they have like, they're all recruiting everywhere, nationally and then here, you know, locally. And they've only been here a few months, so I don't know what your interaction has been with Coach Jones or anyone on that staff. Um, Unfortunately, I was out of town the weekend that they had the clinic. Uh, that's a clinic I'll go to uh, every year in the future. Um, but moving back and forth from uh, Trenton to here, I was out of town that weekend. Um, met Coach Bajaki and the offensive coordinator. Yep. Met him last uh, last week one day. Uh, spent some time with him. He, he looked at our players and got to know him, like him a lot. Um, have not spoken with Coach Jones, but I will say this. For, for the head coach of a major university like University of Tennessee to sit down and write uh, I'm not talking about two or three words, but write a card, and a, you could tell it was his handwriting, congratulating me on being the, the football coach at Oak Ridge High School. Uh, that meant a lot because you know the guy's very busy coming into a new job, and uh, not just any job, but uh, you know one of the, the head jobs. football coach at the University That's of right. Tennessee. But I was impressed that he took the time to write me, uh, you know, several sentences uh, on a card congratulating me for getting this job. So. Uh, that was impressive in, in itself, and that's the kind of stuff that I'm that I love that 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 gets on here and people get to hear, and that's one of the cool things about us as a station with the former players is we've got you know we were we were not only not involved but we were actually actively told to not be involved uh, when Derek Dooley was the head football coach. That's strange. It's 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 beyond strange, and especially when you have really powerful microphones in front of your face and social media and everyone you know wanting to hear your opinion. You would think it would be the opposite of that. Coach Jones has is, is very much embraced the former players. We had five former players. See right now that are that are positive things, um, and hearing stuff like that that Coach Jones, you know, wrote you a a, a handwritten letter. And he didn't even know you from Adam, but had heard that you had gotten the job. And Coach Pajakian's taking the time to come over and 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 get to know your players. You know whether there was uh, one prospect that he was coming over there for, or whether it was just here's a good program locally right here. I'm going to get to know them, and I hope they're doing that everywhere. I'm sure they are, and I'm sure that they are. But that's cool. You know, that's the the head football coach that wrote you a letter and the offensive coordinator that spent the time to come over and sit down with you and talk football and get to know you. You and your program. And I can tell you that I got some uh, cards from from other schools and other big name schools, but uh, mostly they were it was a form type thing with a stamp on the bottom of it. And uh, you know, Coach Jones absolutely wrote this thing out, so that was, I remember, was pretty impressive. I remember when he again we're talking with Coach Joe Gaddis from Oak Ridge High School right now. I remember when he first took the job. Uh, it wasn't. It was the morning after he had taken the job, and he hadn't slept, and I think it was close to probably two days because he was. All over the place, you know. I mean, he hadn't slept. He's been here press conference, and I called. Uh, I called Heather over there at UT, who's been there forever. And I said, Heather, I said I want to meet Coach Jones. It's my job to cover everything that he's going to be doing. It's everything. I'm going to be talking about this guy for four hours a day. I need to. I need to know him. I need to sit down with him. And I was expecting her to say, "Come by, you know, sometime." You know, in a week. You know, because I knew what I knew. He hadn't slept. I knew that he had just taken the job. I knew that there were, you know, all the all the people I know that own those fifth, sixth, and seventh floor boxes at the games. He needs to get to know all these people that are going to help this program and this community. And and I was not, in my opinion, high on that list of people he needed to sit down and talk with. And she called me back in five minutes and said he wants to know if you can come by today. You know, and you know, what are you doing in a half hour? He really wants to get to know you. And he had obviously followed my career, and he knew of me, and I, he knew of what I was doing now because I had tweeted out that he took the Kentucky job when he was still at Cincinnati, when all the Grudemodium was going on. Right. I uh, tweeted out that he had taken the job, so him and his assistant Chris had spent 48 hours uh, because of my tweet telling everybody around him that they hadn't actually taken the job and that they were getting contact. So I caused him a lot of problems when he was still at Cincinnati, technically. And uh, anyway, took the meeting, hadn't slept in two days. I was expecting five minutes to go in there, shake his hand, tell him what I do, uh, tell him that we'd love to have him on the radio and get a picture with him, you know. And I was expecting to be underwhelmed. 
And I walk, and he's he's kept me in there for thirty minutes, asking me questions. I mean, he didn't pretend like he knew everything about Tennessee football or the South or the community. And I said, well, I don't pretend like I know everything about the South, but I do know a lot about Tennessee football, and I do know a lot about this, you know, part of the country and this culture and this conference. And I, bet, you know, and he, and we sat down for thirty minutes, and he was picking my brain. That's you know, and that's the one of the marks of, in my opinion, of of the people that are the best at what they do. Even when they're the best at what they do, even when they get a job like the head football coach at the University of Tennessee, they don't. Every opportunity that they have, they're taking something from it. Absolutely, they're taking something from it. I'm. Arian Foster was in town, and Arian and I were talking about my senior year, his junior year, and how we only gave up three sacks because of what Arian and I were able to do communicating with the offensive line and the running backs coach, Coach Gillespie, and Butch Jones were sitting there. Listening to everything, we're asking us questions, and that's and they're the head, you know, that's the head coach and the run, and the running backs coach, you know, and that's that that to me is a, is a is a sign, it's a mark of someone who's going to be great at what they do, because there's never it's never on or off, it's no. always on. That makes me feel better about myself because I'm constantly asking people what are probably stupid questions, but I'm asking them. No, nothing, no stupid questions. Coach Joe Gaddis of Oak Ridge High School joined us out here live at Mortgage Investors Group. Uh, I know you have a lot of people listening all over the state of Tennessee, and we really appreciate you coming out. We wish you the best, and we'll uh, definitely make sure we get out to watch you guys play. Uh, September 6th, uh, home opener, Blankenship Field against Clinton. I'd love to see you there. All right. Mark it down if I'm not. uh, When do we play Oregon? Not for two weeks? So I will have to, like, really be working still at that point. I've already written that week off. (laughs) All right. Coach Gaddis. Thanks. Really appreciate you coming out here. It's great to meet you. Get to know you. Uh, I'm sure we'll be having you on. We'll be talking Tennessee high school football. This is Eric Gaines Show, live at Mortgage Investors Group.